0: She is a flight attendant. Hey, she is a flight attendant. She is a flight attendant. Hey, she is a flight attendant. (laughs) Welcome everybody to a word podcast. I am your host, Asia Nzinga. And today's episode is called, she is a flight attendant. Ooh la la. What a life. She must travel the world and see all these amazing things, right? Um, I don't want to bust your bubble. However, I was not too crazy about my experience being a flight attendant. Actually, while I was creating the outline for this uh, episode today, I would put together the pros and cons. And oh my goodness, there were so many more cons than there were pros um while i was a flight attendant like for my personal experience you know everybody's experiences is different however today and always most of the time when i don't have a guest speaker uh we're talking about my experiences my experience as a flight attendant it was um not the best to say the least so um if you're interested in becoming a flight attendant i think this is a good podcast episode so you can decide like hmm okay maybe that wasn't what asia liked but i can deal with that you know different strokes for different folks as they say so i want to tell you all the story of like how i first became a flight attendant and then what happened during that process okay so Um, I applied to become a flight attendant for some time actually maybe for like one or two years because my mother she definitely encouraged me to become a flight attendant because she wanted some travel benefits because if you become a flight attendant, your parents travel on standby for free. And my mother knew about these benefits and she wanted in on them because she's an international traveler herself, right? So, (laughs) she wanted the benefits without actually having the job, so... She's like, "Hey Asia, I'm emailing you some jobs. They're flight attendant positions. They're hiring. This company is hiring. This company is hiring." So she would always send me these emails, and I would apply. But nobody, you know, called me back, um, except one airline, and they—they're um, big in the UAE, and I made it to like the second process. And during that process, they wanted. Um, to see a full body picture of me. And when they saw the full body picture, they was like, deuces, no thank you. <laughs> and I got a little, I was like, that's kind of strange. A job has never asked me to see like a full body picture of me. So I went on this um, particular airline's website just to see like, what do they flight attendants look like? They flight attendants are slender, tall, very fair skinned. And I am none of those things. I I am short. I am darker skin, and I I am what they say I'm the 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 Okay, let me stop. I'm not a skinny woman by any means, okay? So, um I was like, yeah, I don't think that I'm going to get it after I sent send in this picture, but I sent in a picture and then they told me no. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then when I was doing my miracle program, um, I knew that I didn't want to do the program again. So I decided to like apply for all different types of jobs. Right. And with the degrees that I have, you have to go to graduate school, um, to like actually make some type of money. Right. Like there's not really, like there are things that you can do with a, sociology degree and a psychology degree however those are really like entry-level positions where they just require you to have a degree in some type of field you know so and then they don't pay much at all like they want to pay you pennies and you have thousands in student loan debt but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day so i applied to a few um jobs and um this one airline was hiring and they sent an invitation to me to Um, to go to an interview. So the interview was in Florida. I lived in Chicago, and I'm an I'm an AmeriCorps member. Therefore, I'm broke. I'm a volunteer, on getting paid a stipend So I'm like, "Mm." so I told my mother about it, and she's like, Oh my God, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go. And at the time, my mother lived in Florida, and she's like, I'll pay for your plane ticket. I will pick you up. I will take you to the interview and everything and I'm like okay you can do all those things And then I have to, like, get permission to um, have the time off work. And what if they tell me no? What if they say no? What if they say no, thank you, we're not interested? Like, I wasn't willing to risk all of those things just for somebody to tell me no. So this same company had a hiring event in Chicago. And I got invited to that. So I told my mother about it. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm going to go. She's like, oh, my goodness, you need to go. Like, this was meant to be. You know, it's in your city and you know all you have to do is call off work like you don't have to get on a plane and go anywhere and I was like that's true I'm like but you gotta pay for parking at the um hotel and the parking is $20 and like I'm strapped for cash (laughs) because of this damn job that I currently have that's paying me a stipend right so my mother's like oh I don't give a fuck like I'll pay the money I'll pay the $20 I'll pay the $20 just go just ask for the, the day off work and go so I asked for the day off They gave me the day off, and my mother did pay for my um, parking. So I went to the job um, interview, well, really a hiring event. Many, many, many people um, was at this event. Hundreds of people um, attended this event. And I made it through all of the processes, all the processes I made it through. And even on that day, they did, like, your drug test. They looked at all of your documents, your passport, um, they did your fingerprinting that day. Um, they did everything that they like once you get hired for a job and they're like, okay, we need to go do a background check. We need to go do a drug test, all that we did all the all those things that day of the hiring event. So literally I got there, the event started at seven in the morning. So I got there at like six fifty. M. And I did not leave until like nine o'clock at night, just to give you an idea of how long this hiring event was. So um, after the hiring event was over a few weeks later, they sent us confirmation emails about like the training process and training was an entire month. And um, you would have to go to Florida to Fort Lauderdale and train um, for like 12 hour days. And you had to have a roommate. So I had a roommate. And uh, luckily for me, my roommate, she like, you know, was in a relationship with this guy or whatever. So she wasn't in the room most of the time. So most of the time I had the room to myself, you know, which I'm not gonna lie. I was happy about because I hate sharing like my private spaces. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. So, you know, my roommate situation was good. Um, And then they also gave us um, like a $500 like Visa debit card so you can like buy food. And they told us like, if you buy um, alcohol, if you p- try to pay your car note, if you try to do anything with this card other than buy food, we will find out and you'll be kicked out and you won't have a job. And the way training was, was that like, it was very much so uh, like they were trying to make you. Like um if you understand that term, the best I can describe it is if someone is trying to be in a fraternity or sorority and they have to do like all of these things, pledging. So they have to do this pledging process. I've never pledged or anything like that, but one of my friends who I met um, in this flight attendant training, she pledged and she was like, this whole process reminds me of when I pledged. So, you know, they, you have to remember so many facts, of course. And then you have to remember all these things in a short amount of time. Um, they will remind you all the time um, y'all unemployed, y'all don't have a job here. So, you know, if you um, go home, then, you know, you go home. But just, or if you pass a test, don't get too comfortable because just remember, you don't have a job until you pass your final test, you know. And there was never a final test. Like, okay, you did your final and you passed your final. Yeah, you passed your final, but now you have to pass your OE. And I believe OE stands for Operating Experience. And that's pretty much like you putting all of the knowledge that you learn um, in training to your first flight. So you have to pass your first flight. <laughs> so even if you pass your final, you could fail your first flight. And I failed my first flight. We're going to get to that part of the story. Um, but... During training, I was dating this guy, right? And this was the first time that I was dating somebody in my life. In my life ever, but, you know, in my quote-unquote adult life. I was dating this person. And, you know, I really thought that, like, I cared for him so much. Like, not even care. Let me me not downplay what the fuck I thought I felt. I thought I loved this man, okay? And we had met, like, I want to say a month before. Um training had started and he was like oh my goodness you are such an inspiration like i met when i met you you was like working for miracle and now like you in training to be a flight attendant like what the hell like your life is just changing so drastically and i i didn't realize how fast and how quickly my life was changing like i was dating somebody um i was going from one job to another and the job that i was going to is not like a regular everyday job you know so this particular person i had no business dating this person like he he grew up in the in the suburb but he wanted to be from the hood so fucking bad and it was so annoying the first time i went to his house he had a gun on his table and i'm just like why you just got your gun just sitting out like that like you need to put your gun up or whatever and i had been out with him A few times before I had went to his house. So this is my first time going to his house. So we're about to leave out to go to a basketball game. And it's still like the springtime. Like you need some type of jacket on you. Kind of like a heavier jacket. You know, because we in Chicago. (laughs) So I watched this man put his gun into like a little secret pocket in his coat. And I'm just like, wait a minute. The way you put your gun in your coat is as if you have, you don't have permission or the right to have your gun. You don't have a license to have your gun, shall I say. And I'm just like, um, what the fuck? So we, and we were supposed to take my car. So I was about to tell him, like, sweetheart, we're not taking my car and you have this fucking gun on you. Like, I don't even know what the fuck is up. When we get ready to go, he's like, oh, we taking my car. I was like, okay. So when we get in the car, I was like, do you have a license for your gun and he was like no i was like why and he was like man because all these other people don't have licenses for their gun and da 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 and i the people like you want to end up in jail like or dead like all these other people and i'm like you as far as i know don't have a record you don't have anything holding you back from getting a proper license to have your gun so why don't you just get the license but one thing that i did not know is that he had a license to have his gun in his home he did not have a license to carry his gun and in the state of illinois you need a license to have a gun in your home if you choose to have it in your home and you also need another license to carry your gun on your person and he did not have that concealed and carry license right so since he didn't have that concealed and carry license he's you know rad and dirty so to speak right so i told him you gonna catch hell if you don't do what the fuck you need to do to get your license and i just left it at that because you know people hard-headed you really can't tell them what to do like they have to experience this shit on their own or whatever right so i'm telling you this side story because i was dating this guy like a month before i went to training so i was still you know wanting to keep up communication with him while i was in florida and i did And we were talking every single day and one day, he was not answering the phone at all. And I was just so confused. Like, why is this guy not answering the phone? Like, we talk every single day. He usually called. Like, we had a schedule. Like, he usually called around this time. He knew what time I was in class and all this shit or whatever. And he was not answering the phone. And I'm just like, okay, he's either dead or in jail. And I was right. He was in jail. Because, he was driving around in the fucking car with this gun. And you may be thinking like, okay, Asia, yeah, 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 you was dating this guy, yeah, he had this gun, what the fuck does that have to do with you being a flight attendant? Well, keep in mind, I'm in training the entire time all of these things are happening. And it is messing with my experience in training because I'm not in like the right headspace, right? I pretty much tell him because he eventually gets out of jail like a few hours after I found out. And, you know, he's calling me and he's like, you know, when I was locked up, all I could think about was you with all this shit or whatever. I am like, uh-huh. And he's like, and I'm so sorry. So I'm like, so I asked him, I'm like, what did you go to jail for? And he's like, Asia, I just don't want to talk about it right now. I just don't want to talk about it right now. So I'm like, okay, sweetheart, like, okay, we can talk about it tomorrow. But however, we going to talk about this shit because I need to know, like, were you, did you try to kill somebody? Were you abusing someone? Were you abusing children? Like what, what, what the fuck were you doing? So, and then that's when he told me, well, the next day he, um, also avoided the question of why the fuck did you go to jail? And he didn't want to tell me. So then I proceeded with, okay, I don't want to communicate with you anymore. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Anything that we have going on, like, we can get this shit right now. Because I don't want to fuck with you no more. And pretty much, goodbye. So then he's like, okay, 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 I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And then that's when he told me about the gun situation. But at that point, I was just like, you know what, I'm done with you. Because you're just so fucking annoying. Like, how can I not get in contact with you for a whole last day we talk every day and then when I do get in contact with you and find out that you were locked up you refuse to tell me what the fuck you went to jail for y'all don't need this and you know that should have been the last time I talked to that man but of course y'all y'all know it was not (laughs) you know it was not and even my classmates noticed like something was wrong with me like this girl came up to me and every break I would be on the phone and she was like, girl, that, that motherfucker stressing you out, ain't he? And mind you, I talked to this girl sometimes. She was really cool, you know, or whatever. But I was mainly there, you know, to pass training and to pay attention to all of the instruction that I was given, you know, in class. How, how did you know? She was like, because. You remind me of me a few years ago when I was in training to be a flight attendant for another airline. And I was dating somebody and... I know what them phone calls look like when you talking to a dude on the phone during your break. Like, you look just like me. I was like, fuck, it's obvious. Oh my God, okay. That happened with the guy, okay? And then top it off with learning so many things um, at once, right? Also being reminded, oh, you don't got a motherfucking job here. You unemployed. You don't work for this airline. You have nothing with us. So, you know... And also, it was a very rigorous training, like you had to get a 90% on every test, and you got tested daily, and if you didn't, um, if you did not pass um, a test, then you could retake it, but you only had two retakes, so if you used your two retakes, you know, then it was over with. So, I finally, after thousands of years, I'm just, I'm being dramatic, after a month, After 30 days, like my classmates and I, most of us, we finished um, training successfully. So now we passed our final test, we passed our final exam. Now it's time to do the OE. And keep in mind, you can't fail your OE. So I was um, partnered with one of my classmates to do our OE. And, you know, we um, exchanged each other's numbers and, you know, we were talking all the way up until our, up until our OE and everything was going smooth. We went to the crew room, we did our checks, we did, we checked in and everything. And then we headed to the plane and we did our um, emergency checks and stuff, our pre-flight checks and everything was good. The, The instructor was like, oh my goodness, you all are doing great. We had three fucking legs. Do you hear me? Three legs. And when you are having a new flight attendant, like that's a certification. And you have to be certified with the federal government. And the federal government requires a certain amount of flight time for new flight attendants, And I believe it's like five hours or something like that. We were short three fucking minutes we had a three leg day how do you have a three leg day and you are short three minutes of flight time so with that being said um yeah we failed our oe because we did not have the time we did everything correctly like our instructor told us that she was going to pass us and everything like that but she's like i'm so sorry and she wasn't paying attention to like the um the time so you know she wasn't paying attention to the flight time you know I guess maybe we're just doing such a good job and she just got such I I really don't know but the point is we had to do our fucking OE over and we were just like annoyed right and and the same route the three-leg route that had a short a few minutes they gave this exact same route to another Um, another one of our classmates and she was short too she was short as well so now they had to reschedule all three of us a new oe because we all failed due to lack of time (laughs) so i'm annoyed i'm so fucking annoyed and when we got rescheduled for our new oe it was maybe like two weeks later so mind you I'm not making money within those two weeks like i i'm not doing anything i'm at home i'm at home soaking about the guy from training that i had no business being with but i you know just thought i was just so in love you know and i'm just like all these things are going on i have a new quote-unquote job, but I really don't have a job because I didn't pass the OE, so I gotta wait to get the new OE, and it was just so many transitions going on in my life, so many transitions going on, and I didn't know, like, who I was, pretty much. I was losing my sense of self because, you know, when you're in, in, in school in general, and if you are a traditional student, you know, you go from kindergarten to eighth grade okay and then you go to high school and you know you have structure you have other like extracurricular activities and then you know everyone is pushing you to go to college and so you go to college and you try to get as many scholarships as you can and you try to apply to all these internships and you try to be in all of these um all of these clubs at school you know, and you try to do all these volunteer projects and you do all of these things on top of going to actual class, you know, and getting a degree. And it's it's a lot, right? But you're so into the routine of those things. You're so into that routine. And then when you graduate college and it's just like, now what? Now what do I do? So... I didn't know what to do, so okay, I'm going to do this AmeriCorps program. Okay, did the AmeriCorps program, and that was like a six-month thing. So after that, it's like, okay, now what are you going to do? Okay, I have the opportunity to be a flight attendant. All right, let's try this. Those are so many different transitions in a short amount of time. And then so many other things happen um, within that time frame as well um, that I don't know if I'm going to share in this podcast. So anyway, we finally do our new OE, our rescheduled OE with three of us, and we passed. (laughs) We passed our OE, and once we passed our OE, they were able to put us on our reserve schedule so we can start getting paid, (laughs) getting some money. And pretty much what a reserve schedule is, is when you are supposed to be available to work during a certain amount of time. So the reserve period that I always chose was Reserve A. And Reserve A was from midnight to 10 a.m. So um, they could call me anytime between midnight and 10 a.m. And I had to be ready to report for work. But they really only started calling people like around 2 a.m. to report to work at 4 a.m. So, you know, there's that. So you could be called to work to sit at the airport for five hours, but you're only getting paid for four. Or you can be called to do an actual trip. So it just really depends. And I live pretty far from the airport. Um, I live in the city of Chicago on the south side and I worked at O'Hare. So just to give you an idea of how far that is, that's about 20 miles one way. So, you know, 40 40 or so miles, you know, round trip. So, you know, that's a lot of when you add it up and stuff, you know. But anyway, so I didn't mind sitting um, ready at work. I didn't mind working. What I did not like was the commute to work. And, you know, Chicago has all weather. And regardless of the weather... They want you to be at work within two hour time frame. And if you are not at work in a two hour time frame, if you are one second late, you are late in that. That's points on your record. Right. So once you get 12 points, you're fired and points do not come off your record until a year to a year to the date of the incident. So you really have to be on top of your shit with your points to know whether or not, okay, how many points do I have? Do do I have six points? Do I have eight points? And it's not like one offense is one point. No, one offense can be three points. One offense could be four points. So you really have to be like on your P's and Q's about that, right? You know, I was a reservist for a while and being a reservist was okay. You know, flight attendants don't get paid for, they don't get paid for boarding, for checking in, you know, like once they're on the plane, the door closes and the plane starts moving. That's when our pay clock starts. So when people are like, you know, oh, that flight attendant didn't help me put my bags away or they didn't do this. They didn't do that. You (laughs) like, I, I'm getting paid nothing, you know? And it's, I find it just like the argument of, okay, well why don't you why don't you leave a tip for the servers or whatever, whoever serves you. But I can also say they chose that job. They know that their tips rely on whether or not somebody wants to tip them. How because tipping is not mandatory because if it was mandatory then it would be included in the price of the bill, you know. If you go to a restaurant. So, the same argument could apply to me. Well, I mean, yeah, you say you don't get paid until the clock starts moving. I mean, until the plane starts moving. But, like, you chose that job. Granted, I did choose that job. However, that is something that I did not like about that job. So, I was like, hmm, you know, it is what it is. I know I did change it. I changed shit I don't like. So, you know, just, just throwing that out there. But anyway, so back to the story. <laughs> so the pros of being a flight attendant. Let me go through some of the pros. You can have great crews and work with some of the most amazing people that you will keep in contact with forever. Like, I've had so many, like, random crew members who I still talk to to this day because they're just so cool, so full of life, just everything, literally everything, you know, and we exchange stories, and we talk about life, and we talk about traveling, and these are like really some beautiful and amazing people, okay, okay, and then on the flip side, we have our not so great crews, we have our crews who just want to complain about every single thing, and who just want to tell you what to do. And it's like, nobody is a supervisor here. Like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Like the flight attendant manual tells me what I'm supposed to do. So yeah, if you find that I'm not doing something that I'm supposed to be doing, not that I'm doing something not to your liking, not so great crew members are complaining because you're doing something not to their liking, okay? So, I have so many stories about, like, bad crew members or just, you know, terrible people that I have to work with. But we all have jobs, so we've all experienced shitty coworkers. So, you know, flight, there are some flight attendants who are very shitty that I choose. You know, like, them. damn. I don't want this trip I see this trip that I have let me try to put it like you know let me drop it or something let me try to trade it with somebody because there's somebody on this crew that I don't really fuck with so if I can avoid them like let me try (laughs) but the there is a plus about working with shitty people you may work with some shitty people one time and never see them again but you'll hear about them like through other flights it's like oh my goodness I worked with this girl Shelly she was the worst and I'm like oh Shelly do she look like this is she short and you know she has um green eyes and she has really curly hair and she's always complaining about things and I'm like oh my god how do you know her I'm like oh yeah she's that's just her she she does that but yeah if you can drop a trip and not have her on you know not have to see her great (laughs) so there's that so it's a positive you know you can drop a trip but that's if you have seniority and in any job um their seniority in being a flight attendant is no different everything is based off seniority how you choose like what position you're going to fly um how you get your schedule like everything is seniority based so if you're not into that maybe flight attendant is not for you if seniority is no problem then you know that's fine. Seniority wasn't an issue for me because I'm like, every job has that. Um, a pro of being a flight attendant, great layovers. You can stay in some of the best places, in the best hotels, and just, if you want to go, if you're going to Florida, you can go to the beach. It's a beach somewhere in Florida <laughs> in many of destinations. Um, and if there is not a beach... Close, Like if you're inland, like in a place like Orlando or something, the hotel usually has a nice pool um, where there's like many shops and things for you to do. And also if you're into like excursions and things like that, you know, you can actually have fun in a new city. And you didn't pay for anything. You didn't pay for the hotel room. Well, you, you paid for things. Don't get me wrong. Like, you paid for whatever activity you wanted to do. But, like, you know, you didn't pay for to get there, which is an expensive part of, you know, going on vacation. Nor did you pay for the hotel room, which is also an expensive part of traveling, right? So, great layoffs. I remember that my job sent me to sit ready at, um in Atlantic city for a week. So I was in Atlantic city. They only called me to work one time and they had a time period from when they were gonna call you. So if they didn't call you within that time period, you had the rest of the time to do whatever you wanted to do. And I had a nice like little solo vacation really only worked one time, right? So that was like a good experience. I love food. I am a foodie. And anytime I go to, like, a new place, I'm checking out the local restaurants, seeing, like, Yelp reviews and everything. Like, okay, what is this restaurant talking about? Because I want to try it. So, if you are a foodie, you know, and you like trying out different restaurants to different places and stuff, like, you know, maybe the flight attendant job is for you. Healthcare. This was my very, very first, like, career type of job that offered, like, benefits such as healthcare. And, um, we had a really good like healthcare plan, in my opinion, in comparison to the healthcare insurance that I had been on most of my life. Um, this was a much better plan and I was able to do like more, like go to different healthcare providers and stuff like that. Um, prior to me starting the job, like I always had health, Healthcare insurance for sure, but this one was just better than the one that I always had. If 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 you care about those things, I care about those things. So, um, also 401k. Like it was good, um, learning about like a retirement fund and your company also matching. Um, they matched at a certain percent. I don't remember at what percentage they matched whatever I contributed to my 401k. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but they did do it, you know. So it was good to just like watch your money um, grow from that. And half of it was money that you didn't even put in there. Half of the money your company was putting in there. So that was like a great pro in my opinion. And also, you know, I cannot forget about the travel benefits. The travel benefits was the best part. Of being a flight attendant like my parents were on my benefits for free Um, as well as whoever I wanted to choose to be my travel um, companion so if you're married then automatically your spouse um, can be on your travel benefits however if you are a single person then you can have a travel companion so Anyone who you want to be your travel companion, anyone of your choice, it could be a boyfriend, it could be a girlfriend, it could be a brother, it could be a sister, an aunt, uncle, it can be your best friend, you know. Or th- th- there are people who sell their travel companion benefits to other people, which is totally, you know, illegal. And if your company finds out about it, you'll be fired and probably sued, you know. But you know, I, I didn't do those things, I-, I just left it to my family and my friends, and that was it. You know, I had my sister um, be my travel companion one time, and she used it the most. I had my best friend be my travel companion and my aunt, and they didn't use it. My aunt used it once. My best friend never used it, but my sister used it all the time. Like, she was always traveling, so she really appreciated those travel benefits. My mother, like I said, I was only a flight attendant because she sent me all of these, like, you know applications and encourage me to go to the um hiring event so you know she just had a field day with those benefits okay <laughs> also i was able to utilize my travel benefits and go wherever i wanted to go however a con of being a flight attendant if you you know travel all the time for work it's very exhausting on your body and on your off days you don't want to go anywhere <laughs> Or me, I didn't want to go anywhere. I just wanted to stay home and catch up on sleep and then prepare for work because prepare for work can be, you know, a full day or a two day process because you have to keep in mind, I have to prepare food for days. I have to um, make sure that I have a luggage packed and ready to go at all times um in all weather because I don't know where I'm going to go especially if you're a reservist flight attendant where they can just call you and send you to Florida one day and then the next day you'll be in Denver and then another day you'll be in Pittsburgh like you don't know so you have to be prepared for all types of weather so I had to make sure that my luggage was always ready with clothes Um, for any type of weather. And also I had to, um, make sure that, you know, my vehicle was running properly and everything like that. Like, you know, adult shit, like making sure I have enough gas. (laughs) You may think like, hmm, like, isn't that the responsible thing to do? Yes, it's the responsible thing to do, but who wants to actually do it? Because being an adult, like, literally sucks. But anyway, I digress. But that can be an all day process like getting ready for work, making sure your devices are ready, um, and in working use and are charged, um, making sure that you have clean uniforms, making sure that you are up to par like you know if I'm wearing a dress if I'm wearing the company skirt or something like that I have to make sure that I have um stockings on and if I don't well there is no if you don't you have to wear them and you need to make sure that they don't have any runs in them or tears in them you know just make sure that you are looking the company best okay and you know, that, took, that takes time, like doing all of those things, especially the food part takes the most time, honestly, because you need to make sure that you have food for at least three to four days. And yeah, you could buy food um, every day that you're working, but that stuff adds up and can become very, very expensive. And when you are just starting out as a flight attendant, you're not making any money. You're not making much at all. So um, I actually had to get quite a few sad hustles. Like while I was a flight attendant, even up until I quit, I, I had sad hustles. I always had a sad hustle as a flight attendant. And you will meet flight attendants with sad hustles <laughs> because, you know, not all of the time the money can provide can provide you with just like the basics. Of life you know so when I first started I was um working as a barista at a coffee shop they fired me that's a whole nother story <laughs> and then I was upset about that and then one of my friends told me like hey age you got a college degree just applied to become a substitute teacher so my one of my friends said put me on to like becoming a substitute teacher in a district that she lived in and it wasn't really even an interview it was just like oh okay you got a degree yeah okay go get a criminal background check and then um come back with the information and we'll give you a schedule. I was like wait a second I, I just came in, I looked a mess when I went into this office like I had on some oversized jogging pants a t-shirt, a jacket on, some raggedy gym shoes, my hair. I don't even remember what my hair looked like. It probably was just like in a, you know, a puff ball or something like that. I don't know. But I i was not looking the presentable of presentable. I was just in the area, and I was like running errands. I'm like, let me stop by. And they were pretty much like, yeah, you got the job. Um, just go here and get your background check, and uh, then you'll, we'll give you access to the portal so you can start choosing, um... schools you want to work at and that's pretty much what happened so i was a substitute teacher i was an uber driver all while being a flight attendant by the way so (laughs) you know that is enough that's a that was a pro and a con like okay i'm not making the amount of money where i i can see myself like growing Right. And doing the things that I want to do financially. Like, I don't want to be financially, financially limited. Unfortunately, when you are just starting off as a flight attendant, you are limited financially. And, you know, I would be talking to other flight attendants. Like, when you first started, like, how was you able to pay your bills? How was you able to do this? And other people say, like, oh, well, I also did other things on the side. I bartended on the side. I walk dogs or something like dog Walking is weird money now <laughs> from what people were telling me you know but everybody was telling me I had a side hustle or people had other people in their lives that supplemented their income like oh well at the time when I first started I was married and I had a husband or I had a girlfriend or I had a boyfriend or something you know other people who can pick up that financial weight that one person is just not doing it all by themselves you know but then when you're doing it all by yourself you got to figure it the fuck out and that's what I had to do Because I didn't have anybody carrying my financial burdens. It was just me, right? So, you know, that also taught me how to, like, budget, how to save money, and then how to, like, get my side hustle and be consistent with my side hustle. So, you know, it did help me grow in a few ways, okay? It would have been nice just to have one job and that job, you know, provide for me financially for everything that I needed. But, hey, it is what it is. Miss events like I like hanging out with my family, hanging out with my friends, doing things, you know, birthdays, graduations and everything like that. And just if like someone's having a barbecue, like I like going to those type of things. And, you know, you're a flight attendant, you traveling, and all these things. You have to pick and choose what you can go to because you won't be able to go to everything. And, you know, you'll be looking on social media in in your hotel room while you're working and seeing you know the people that you know and love having events without you and it's like well I wish I could be there I feel kind of sad but you know I have to do a job and I didn't like missing those things you know sometimes you might not have a hotel (laughs) because there's a hurricane and there is a glitch in the system and everything's down and you call crew scheduling and you're on hold for hours literally but those are things of course that's out of our control you know however i'm tired i'm hungry and i'm sleepy and i just want a hotel room and you're in the lobby with 20 other flight attendants because they don't have hotel rooms because there's something going on you know with a hurricane or you know like a natural disaster or something like that and um The company I worked for, their headquarters was in a state that was always under hurricane watch, you know. So if their power lines went out or something, like the whole system was down because their headquarters was in a state where like natural disasters happen all the time. So, you know, of course, I didn't like not having a hotel room sometimes, you know, I would eventually get one. But it's like, damn, I had to wait a few hours to get this. And people are rude as fuck. And when you work in customer service jobs, you will see how rude people are. And it's just like, listen, I did not make the rules for this job. And you know that because you have a job as well. And you know that you did not make the rules for your job. Yes, some shit might be stupid. But I'm here to Do my job, and they told me to do X, Y, and Z, so I gotta do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I think X, Y, and Z is stupid too, but the fuck, it made sense to somebody. And at the end of the day, I have a job to do. Sorry, not sorry. And people, you know, like you can't smoke on a plane, people will smoke on a plane. You can't bring alcohol onto a plane, people will bring alcohol onto a plane, and then when you tell them, Excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir. Um, you cannot be smoking or you cannot be drinking. You cannot have, oh, oh, well, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? I'm an American. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, what? Are you, are, are you serious? Are you dumb? Are you stupid? Dumb, stupid, or slow. Which which one is it? Because, like, you're breaking a federal law. All you have to do is say, I'm, you know what, ma'am? I'm so sorry. Let me put this away. What, what's wrong with that? But people are so indecent that they don't have the decency to do things of that nature and last but not least i was sick of that company that i was working for okay like they <laughs> they did a lot of things that i just could not get down with at all like for example we work in a service industry so they tell us we cannot accept it we can't accept it. And if we, if, and if someone offers us a tip to turn the tip down, then they tell us, well, okay, please make sure you tip the van drivers. Please make sure you tip um, the people at breakfast, cause like places we would stay at will have like a free breakfast most of the time, and then we would get transportation to and from our hotel. And you know when people help us with our bags, the van drivers like. You know, they would say, like, you know, make sure you tip them. Make sure at breakfast, the people that, like, make your breakfast, make sure you tip them. But then you tell us, oh, don't accept tips? Like, no. Like, can't I, I can't get jiggy with it. I can't get jiggy with it. And for a while, I was very unhappy with my job due to the transitions, due to, like, the guy I was dating. And I was just not, like, I feel like living my best life, so to speak. And. But one thing I can say is that when I was a flight attendant, it gave me free time. Because you will get a lot of free time. It gave me free time to get my real estate license. I was able to, you know, I had the time to study to do those things. And then once I got my real estate license, I started studying for the LSAT. Because I eventually want to be a lawyer one of these days. But I stopped studying for that because I came to Korea and I started living my best life. <laughs> but I will get back to studying for the LSAT because being a lawyer is a goal of mine that I do want to accomplish. And to accomplish that, I have to study for the LSAT, unfortunately, but it is what it is. I really hope that you all have enjoyed this um, episode and that you take you know something positive away from it. You know, I don't want to bash the life of flight attendants in no way, shape, or form. But one thing I can say when it comes to being an F.A. flight crew with, not flight crew, no, 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 no. Crew, cabin crew, there we go. Flight crew are the people who fly the planes, and I'm not a flight crew. I'm a cabin crew. So, cabin crew is just not for me. And I wouldn't do it again however I do appreciate the people that I've met along the way because I have met some really great people and it has allowed me to not be afraid of solo traveling because when you're on a layover and you have 18 hours in the city and you don't want to hang out with your co-workers you're going to go and explore by yourself so that allowed me to, like, go and explore a city on my own. And now, like, I have no problem going to another country by myself and being okay and knowing, okay, I can look up how to do these things. I know um, where I could find this. Let me go on Instagram and see what type of restaurant I want to go to. So it has allowed me to gain, like, some knowledge, some some traveling hacks, so to speak. Okay. So that's all I have to say about being a flight attendant. And I hope you enjoy listening to my story. Uh, she is a flight attendant. Hey, she is a flight attendant. Hey, she is a flight attendant. Hey, she's a flight attendant. Okay. Let me leave. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening.